Hello and welcome to the Scottish Indie Podcast. Tonight I'm delighted to welcome along Finn and Jack from Persa's Finest, Parliago. How are you going, guys? Good, mate. Thanks very much for having us on. No, not at all. It's one I've been very much looking forward to. And after a bit of a, a bump in the road at the end of 2021 and the start of, of this year, it looks like things are all systems go, gigs back up and running at full capacity, the excitement back and and everybody getting out and enjoying themselves. How's the, the buzz of that been for you guys? It's great to just great to know that like things are back on track and like all the things that we've got planned are going to go ahead. It's like good to see other bands and that are able to do to do their headline gigs and stuff. There's just a bit of a buzz about it just now. And then we're recording in a couple of weeks as well. So I we're just really excited for, for the year in general. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a really good one. I'll Get the, the generic question out the road, which I think I ask at the start of the podcast. For those that haven't heard, Parliago, how would you describe yourselves? And can you give us a bit of background as to how you started out as well, please? Um, I'd say it's quite a, a baggy influence sound. Uh, take a lot of elements from hip hop and house into, into our music and try and do it in a sort of a pop band sort of way. Our sound changed quite a bit over lockdown, eh? We were just sitting in the flat writing tunes. And because we were kind of missing going out and going to clubs and that, I think that kind of filtered into our music, just wanting to make something we could dance to in our flat. Yeah, the, yeah, the deal with uh, the like Parliamo Manifesto is absolutely brilliant, it must be said. But it has, a, it has a change, a notable change in your style. Yeah, so what we wanted to do was, like, me and Finn, once we met up after lockdown, we started writing the kind of new stuff that, that would end up on the Parliamo Manifesto. It wasn't like a, a conscious decision really, but we just started writing stuff that sounded a bit different and then we just kind of went down that route. And as Finn was saying, when we moved into the flat and we weren't able to go out and I ended up writing stuff like Paul and Barry, which had a bit of a groove to it. So that's kind of the newer, the newer sounds, a bit, a bit more of a groove to it, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And first of all, how, how good was it to get that EP out there? It was... You've said before it was a year of hard work getting these songs together. So to get it released and to get the reaction you got to it must have been really pleasing for you. Aye, we were we were especially buzzing about this one compared to the last one. I think changing sound was a massive impact to that. Like we wanted to really be releasing different sound and music to what we had before. Like to release fast paced sort of indie punk inspired tunes, like you can do it, like anyone can do that. So we wanted to be able to no funk up. So um, so we're very glad we got it out, and the people seem to actually enjoy it. Uh, so it's like a shift from the older sound that you're just hoping that folk are gonna be on board with it, and thankfully they were. So that's good for us. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is there a element of risk, or did you have that wee bit of doubt in your mind that that those had that had liked your earlier stuff were maybe going to turn their noses up at this, or maybe not enjoy it as much uh, because you have. Kind of deviated away oh. from. Well, uh, a lot of our pals we showed the first, uh, the first couple of demos to, like when we showed them Paul and Barry. Most of our pals were like, "What you're doing? That's, <laughs> that's rubbish." Yeah, actually, I can't believe you're going to be putting that out. But oh, uh, well, obviously we didn't, <laughs> we can't, didn't care too much. <laughs> it still went out. But it's uh, all just, a, it's like tongue in cheek. It's all a bit of fun, but so. Uh, oh my, like my, my, like. 
too good pals. They were like, oh, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But then I was like them. I was like, you'll come around to watch. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make sense and all that. And then it did come around the EP and stuff. And they were like, aye, that's actually fucking good. So, sorry, I swore there. I didn't know. No, it's all right. Sorry, there's. I could have told you that before we started. That's right. absolutely good, acceptable, yeah. doesn't it? You get get all your swear words out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have shut your pals up though when they then turn on Radio One and Paul and Barry getting played. <laughs> Aye, I'll tell them that next time I see them. I'll be like, you you get a song on Radio One, then come moaning about my tunes. <laughs> The Paranormal Manifesto, it covers a broad range of, of topics, and we'll go over a couple of them if you don't mind. Uh, Catholic guilt, it's a, it's on a topic of religious pressure and, and something that's very prevalent uh, across Scotland, really. Yeah. Quite a sensitive topic to, to go into. I thought it would be it was something I was thinking about a lot at the time and stuff, so I thought it would be a good, bit of, a good subject matter for the tune, because... I don't know. I don't. I don't know how many songs I've heard about it and that kind of upbringing I had in that. My mum, my mum and dad aren't like want devote or devote or anything, but um, my grandparents certainly were. And you know, they went to Catholic school, so you're exposed to this whole kind of way of upbringing and way of thinking and that. Just kind of thinking about what effect that has on you, and I thought it'd be quite interesting to write a wee tune about. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's interesting. It's a, a really interesting topic. Quite quite divisive, but I, I think it's. It's certainly one that, that got me thinking. Another one, um, who needs a reason when you kind of discuss addiction and, and get quite deep into that. Yeah. What was the, the kind of thought process behind that? I, again, I think that the the meanings behind these songs and from an outsider looking in anyway, I, I think a lot of, of what you're discussing will resonate with quite a number of people. I think that I both, well, both addiction and religion are huge huge parts of Scottish culture and to in a wider sense as well but definitely in Scotland that's something you, you grow up seeing and stuff and experiencing and so I think writing about it from a personal point of view and then hoping or at least thinking that it's going to resonate with people but just because you know you're in the environment that you grew up in and you know what people go through and stuff so just hoping that, yeah, it kind of strikes a chord with people and it can make them think about stuff as well. And just finally, Paul and Barry, you've released it. the song as a single quite recently. The, it covers young love, but I suppose in a more jovial sense, it also covers your love of the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, that's, we just, I just kind of was thinking, we were trying to write a tongue-in-cheek kind of love tune, and I was thinking, who, what's the... What's the simile for two people who are absolutely inseparable and you just like, you can't get one without the other? So I went for Paul and Barry, which is obviously funny because they're brothers, but we thought it was even funnier because they're the Chuckle Brothers. And who doesn't love the Chuckle Brothers? No, absolutely. I, d- I didn't realise this. And here's a wee fun fact for you. It's Thursday night. The, do you watch Gogglebox? Aye, yeah. See the brother and sister? Yeah. From Blackpool? Yeah. Either Paul or Barry. In fact, they're both, yeah. he actually, <laughs> he's a uncle, that, those, they're both uncles. Yeah, <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> there was so much discussion about that on Twitter and that initially folk were like, I can't believe these two are siblings. But, so that's pretty funny. Those two are like Paul and Barry, aren't they? 
I, there's, there's, I possibly wouldn't like to go any further into this without the fear of a lawsuit coming my way, but yeah. They're, yeah. they're very close, put it that way. Yeah, they are. They are good, though. I think they're some of the funniest on the show. I do I do like them. Yeah, I'd agree. They're a good pairing, good TV. Yeah. You know, obviously, I'm very proud of, of coming from Perth. And as I, I suppose it's not somewhere that's got a history of bands breaking out and, and achieving that much. I, I suppose I, I don't kind of see it as somewhere where I would describe as having a big music scene or anything like that. Was there something in the back of your mind that you thought you would have to to break out of Perth to to expand the band? Well, me and Jack live in Glasgow now, so <laughs> maybe that answer you, answers your question a bit. But the, <laughs> growing, growing up in Perth, like, there was bands playing and you could go to gigs, but there was never there was never that many. And, yeah, to be fair, there wasn't that many musical opportunities for bands. Um, so I, I, most of our gigs when we started were through in Glasgow anyway, so we'd bring like busloads of folk through here, so... That's, there's like definitely an appetite for it amongst the younger folk of Perth because we've got a decent following of younger folk who come yeah. comes through the gigs and stuff. But in Perth itself, there's just like a lack of venues and a, I don't think the council really cares about young folk at all. So There has been some class bands in, from Perth coming through though, like White E and the Sandemans have been about for a couple of years now. Like They were both class Perth bands. but Back in the day, I think it used to be better as well. Yeah, well, Alan Gorey from Average White Band and then Friction Factory. But as you say, it's not really, it's not a factory for churning out, churning out bands. So we thought that like, maybe a point to prove like we can we can do this just as well as anyone else. Doesn't matter. Yeah, does, does that kind of drive you as well? That there's a, that people could see your band achieving success and other musicians or aspiring musicians in Perth could decide to, why don't we form a band? Why don't we have a go at this? And, and maybe, actually leads to creating that wee bit of a a scene or that a culture because I think I think the appetite for live music exists throughout the country. It just so happens mm-hmm. that it tends to be Glasgow and to a lesser extent Edinburgh and then you've got I think like Aberdeen and Dundee are, are just behind that. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason that another city can't establish its own kind of movement. You, you look at uh, West Lothian, it's, it's incredible yeah, what's yeah. happened there. So. That's true, yeah. I, well, we're hopeful, we're hopeful for that. If anybody, like, if we were to hear that anybody, like, started the band because we, this, like, they saw us doing quite well or whatever, that would be a very, very humbling, very nice feeling. Yeah. And Especially if they were from Perth. Yeah, that's just, like, if, if, if there was a wee scene to be, like, coming out of it, then that would be great. I just think the, the lack of venues definitely needs addressed. It's, a, it's an interesting one. I'm not, I, I don't tend to bring football into it too much, but the, the kind of last year that St Johnston had, and it's not quite as good as we sit here recording now, but there was yeah. a real buzz about the place. And music and football do tend to go very much in hand in hand. And I think the success of the national team last year in terms of qualifying for the Euros, there was a real buzz about yeah. the country. And I think that kind of, we did start to take more pride in our music as well at that time, just kind of almost a celebration of everything Scottish. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a massive buzz around the bands and artists in Scotland at the minute. Like, and rightfully so. Yeah. 
like from all over Scotland, there's brilliant artists coming through, especially like last summer with the Euros and like so much new music coming out. Like there was like a pure cultural buzz around the Balan music. Like, it's, it's good to see. Yeah, I, I was putting down almost if it, like there was obviously more eyes on Perth given the success that St Johnston had. And maybe it was just mm-hmm. unfortunate that it came at a time where live music wasn't happening because that would have almost been a a city-wide celebration and two separate occasions. It would have been too good to be true if we had all those things happen at once. We, like, you know, we couldn't believe that, that we won the double, but we were like, oh, it's just a shame that it's happened the one year that we can't be there, but yeah. it's just the rules of the universe, isn't it? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be... Yeah. Wouldn't be right if we had it all like can't that. have too many good things. <laughs> so, <laughs> and now and now St Johnston have plummeted. So I just hope that just hope that we don't. No, maybe maybe things are going in opposite directions this time. But for your sake, I hope that St Johnston don't get relegated. By the way, so, but anyway, we'll move oh. off football <laughs> for now. You've had a lot of support from your contemporaries within music industry, the likes of last week's. Last week I mentioned you guys on the the podcast recorded with me. Um, so to have that kind of backing, that belief in your band from established band and artists, that must be a, a huge compliment as well. That was a massive, massive buzz for us. That is, yeah, definitely. We grew up listening to Las Vegas. It's the best. Like we went to see them at the bars and stuff. Absolutely love them. So that was, yeah, that was nice. Nice to hear, definitely. And, and looking through your, your history, you sold out Tuts last year, you finished off with a, a sold-out show in Perth, which kind of goes against what we've just been talking about, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. The, the, thrill, the thrill of getting back to it and also having these, I suppose, and I talk about it quite a bit in the podcast, the kind of bucket list moments where when you're starting out, possibly aspire to, to grace the stage of King Tuts, to play a, a show to to friends and family in Perth, and you've ticked off two of them there. Yeah, definitely. That was, they were definitely ones on the bucket list. I feel like I feel like the end of last year was some of the best gigs we played as well. Like getting back to after having such a long break from gigs and being having it having a tour, playing some dates in England. Like it was just it was all it was just brilliant fun. Yeah, it was brilliant and just like. We're away to get kick-started on our gigs this year in March and we're going to have loads and loads through the year. So I can't even, can't even say how excited I am. I'm so, so, so buzzing. There's, I was just looking through kind of press releases and articles with the band. And I kind of, there's one thing that people always say that you've got to watch what you say because it can come back to bite you. So I think I'd like to ask you this question on that note. Uh, do you still have aspirations for the Pope to listen to your tunes or has he already listened to them? <laughs> I don't think he has listened to us, you know. I don't think he I don't think he's um got that deep into Scottish indie music yet. But what we need to do is we need to do something to get his attention. So I mean I'm gonna pitch that to the band. Um, I, 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 I could, if you need a platform to deliver it on as well. Uh I could do with the extra listens, so the Vatican seems to be my target market. It yeah, can be my target market anyway. But I know, I know that the Pope is a Deezer man, so I don't know if the Spotify, the Spotify, I don't know what the, the Deezer algorithm is like. I only know the Spotify one. 
Uh, there may be a bit of research required there, but uh, yeah. I, I like yeah. how you've kind of doubled down in that uh, stance, though. That's, uh, that's not really that expected. <laughs> we mentioned 2022 this year, uh, just a second ago. You, you've got South by Southwest, you've got the show at St. Luke's. What else do you aspire to, to achieve this year? And it looks from your social media pages like it's going to be a very busy one. I want to get an album out, definitely. Not not done like a proper proper album, like as a one cohesive piece yet. So I want to do that. We've got, aye, we've, we're sitting on like 50 tunes or something. So we, and we write all the time. So we're wanting to just get more stuff out throughout the year, just like get, get out as much as we can, basically. And I, on top of the social media, just having a laugh on it and stuff, like trying... I don't know, just trying to trying to have a laugh with something that can sometimes seem a wee bit like a wee bit daunting or a wee bit like you don't want to be doing on the social media all the time. But if you have a laugh with it, then I think it's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's it. Be a bit of an overwhelming place at times, especially when there's difficult times or there's negative news and you just feel like it's just stepping in a big sea of negativity, essentially. But yeah. at the same yeah. time, there's... It can be used for so much good as well. I think that it's quite evident there's a wee sort of community building in terms of artists and bands all supporting each other and rallying around each other. And that mm. sense of encouragement, where I don't think that really previously existed. It was almost like every man for themselves, but it seems to have definitely changed over the last couple of years, uh, definitely. Yeah, it is good. It's good to see folks supporting each other in that and is with with social media and the internet, it's easier to hear about and hear other people's music as well. I'd say so. We're thankful for it in that sense. Yeah. Be pure miserable though. It can it? be. Can indeed. Twitter is a, a dark place sometimes. It's a shame yeah, I love it. Especially with the shit you want. <laughs> Mate, honestly. <laughs> we'll not get into any more detail on that one. <laughs> <laughs> So what about South by Southwest? I, I know that kind of given that the world's a bit of a shit show, it's, it's difficult to know quite what will be happening come come the time of South by Southwest. But is it our plans in motion to, to get across to the state and I, I make the most of that opportunity? I'm, if if there's a chance we can go, we're going we're gonna go. Like we got last opportunity we had to go to America. We, we had New York dates and then uh, South by dates, and we only got to well, we got to do the New York ones, and then we had to get sent home. So I feel like going to going to Texas is cursed for us. So hopefully, hopefully, it'll happen this time round. And there'll but be plenty of Scottish bands making the trip as well. Yeah, it'll be good to see them. See Joseph's playing. And he's got he's got good tunes. Ah, uh, he's good. In terms of releasing singles and and recording videos, you have released a. A fair few. The the video for Life in the TV is is particularly entertaining. Can you give us a bit of background as to how that came together? Uh, it looked like a good piss up, essentially. It was. We blew the feckin' budget on the first video, so that was a hem job. Yeah. We just were like, well, we're going to make it. Going to have all the bottles on the table and just have a, have a drink and have a laugh and film some stuff and then kind of 
just edit it so that it's pretty fast changing the frames and stuff and I throw it out. Thought it kind of captured the, the energy of the tune as well. And the, and yeah, the, that's... You know, just like maybe even the day after when you're, you, the bottles are everywhere and you're just like trying to hear the dog kind of thing. Yeah, it's like kind of piecing the, together the, the remains of, <laughs> of the night before. But they, yeah. is, is that something that's, that you've had to adapt to like, in terms of media obligations and, and doing things like this and, and recording videos? Is, is that something that you're comfortable doing now or is it still kind of a wee bit of a, a daunting process? I think we found that a lot more fun now, I think. Ben. When we were younger, it was a bit like, uh, I thought it's just Scottish mentality is like everything's embarrassing, isn't it? So when we were younger, <laughs> we were probably like, oh, no, don't want to don't wanna get photos or be in a video and that. But now, like... Could they care less anymore? Uh, it's just a bit of fun, eh? Yeah. So, like, don't take it too serious. So, it's, making the videos has been very enjoyable. It's spot on because, I, I, and I think you're right, I think we're, we're kind of that way wired up that, we don't like kind of putting ourselves out there for fear of a failure or are people thinking that you're being arrogant by being confident and things like that. It's uh, we're, we're a very strange breed of people, Scottish people. Aye, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> it's just so weird that for like if by like putting yourself out there, like it's such a daunting thing. But like if you've got if you're into like your art and your music, like why shouldn't you be putting it out there? Like everyone's into something, aren't they? Yeah. Like folk folk play football. What is just what whatever whatever works for you. Go out go out and do it and have a good time because there's nothing wrong with nothing wrong with being passionate about stuff. No, that's it. And I, I think that if you possibly did a deep dive in it, everybody's got their their passions, whether they're it's kind of outwardly about them is mm-hmm. something like being a musician is, but at the same time People do have their loves and do everybody's got to, to work and kind of aspires to do to achieve things, whether that be in their, their work or in sport and music. I, I I think that that's the way that a country progresses and like yeah. Yeah, rather, rather than kind of just sitting back thinking, oh well, we're fucked. We've got no chance of doing this, so why bother? <laughs> yeah, but. As you were saying, the, the kind of positivity that started getting built around, you know, the national team and, and music and stuff last year, like, hopefully, hopefully we as a country are on an upward trajectory towards kind of getting to that place. I don't, I don't see why not. The thing is, I've been very lucky in the sense that I think we're you know, about 30 episodes deep in this podcast and every band or artist that I've had on is absolutely superb and someone that would happily pay money to go and see. So... That's a very small fraction of, of bands that are breaking through or established bands in Scotland. There must be approaching thousands of really exciting talents all oh, about yeah. at the same time just now. Yeah, it's amazing how, how much talent there is. And, and all sorts of genres as well. Yeah, it's just wave, like even hip-hop and stuff. It's crazy. It's really, really good to see. Yeah. It's nice to, like, nice to know that there's such a plethora of like really good artists coming through there's like a good guitar scene going in glasgow and then like or like the club scene in edinburgh it's like there's a lot there's a lot going on like throughout the whole spectrum good art scene in dundee yeah 
How have you how have you found the adjustment from from moving to Glasgow? Have you felt that that's opened more doors, or uh, I suppose even just kind of in any given night, now you could go at your front door and essentially you've got you've got a host of venues on your doorstep where there's going to be live music. Yeah, oh, we love it. It's like perfect, perfect for us. We love Perth and stuff. We're proud to be from there, but once you get to about eighteen and stuff. No, we served our time. There's not that much for young people to do. So moving down here where, as you say, there's so many venues, so much music. It's just got such a buzz about it. It's a great place to be. We love love staying down here. And there'll not be a, a better night out than the 11th of March. St Luke's, I think it's one of Glasgow's best venues. And, uh-huh. and bands, I, I think there's been at least a dozen in the last couple of years of bands that have played really significant gigs at St Luke's. That propelled them on to the likes of the Barras and, and so on. So it's a it's a bit of a showcase venue, really, in, in, in terms of you'll have a, a massive crowd there in the night and, and just a it'll be a fantastic night for you. Yeah, I honestly I'm, I'm just even thinking about it, I'm nervous. I'm so nervous, but so so excited. I just know it's gonna be brilliant. So we just can't wait to like play the place some of the new tunes and just die. Have everyone there having a good wee time. Bus buses coming from through from Perth again, so that'll be good. Yeah, just a bit of a party. And a Friday night as well. We couldn't have picked it any better. Night. Can't it. It's gonna be good. Still tickets left for that one? There is, yeah. You can get them through our band camp. I think they're on Ticketmaster as well. So aye, tell your friends. Cool. And I'll I'll stick a link in there description of the podcast and we'll get the last Amazing. three because there's only three left isn't there there's only three what there's only three tickets so you've got to go right now and get one or there's a, oh I don't I, there's only no there's only one <laughs> <laughs> sorry my shite humour has just cost you the last <laughs> any sales there. I thought you, must I thought you were telling us there I was like that's news to us I thought we had quite a bit to sell <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody, I'll cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) This part of the podcast asked the guest for a couple of artists or bands from Scotland that the listeners may or may not have heard of that you very much enjoy and would like to give a a bit of a shout out to. Um, We'll go the Stoned Immaculate in Glasgow. Yeah, they're really good, kind of unique sounding and stuff. So we really enjoy listening to them up in. Up in lovely sunny Tayside, the Medinas and the Ravellas, and a band called Peel as well, who are absolutely amazing. Um, Hazy Days. Hazy Days from Airdrie. Logan Gilmartin as well, another Perth boy. Yeah, Logan Gilmartin, who I think is a way to start a band called... The Locals. It could be The Locals, but we're <laughs> not, not sure, sure yet. But they, they played a gig the other night in the 13th note um, under the name Logan Gilmartin, and it was absolutely brilliant. So they're definitely ones to look out for. Class, thanks for that. And then just a final generic question. What have you, you got coming up that you would like to, to sell? I just challenge you to channel your inner sale boy. Any merch, <laughs> any gigs coming up that if you maybe get more than three, I think it's four tickets now because someone's just returned one, but you're oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling our drummer, we want to get a new one. <laughs> yeah, anybody wants to buy the drummer, that'll cost you uh, uh, fiver. Score. Yeah, score. And then 
we need, we need, aye, we need, we're trying to raise money to go to, to get to America. So buy our scarves on the band camp. And if you feel like ever setting foot in the fair city of Perth on the 18th of February, we're doing a wee acoustic set in the Tullock Institute Hall and a, a DJ set and a raffle, just trying to absolutely rinse folk of all their money. Oh, I would like to take the opportunity to wish you all the best with that. Uh, I'll, I'll include you. all the links in the, the description of the podcast. It, it goes without saying that there's, there's some big moments coming up for the band and I'm sure you're going to go out there and smash it. Oh, cheers. Thank man. you very much, man. Hopefully. Thank you. That was a pleasure speaking to you guys and as I say, all the best for the rest of the year and in particular the, the trip to the States and so it looks on the 11th of March. Cheers, mate. Thank you very, very much for having us. You've been listening to the Scottish Indie Podcast. I'll be back in a week's time. Until then, thank you. Goodbye.